What's up? My name is Sam, and welcome to my podcast, Sounds Like Sam. Today, I'm talking with fellow fantasy football and sports enthusiast Ben Borvinsky about everything from his favorite draft strategy in fantasy football, rookie quarterbacks to look out for, his player to watch this season, as well as how he thinks some former USC players will do this season in the NFL. So with that said, let's welcome my co-host of the day to the show. Hey, Ben, how's it going? Thanks for having me. I'm doing great, Sam. Sweet, yeah. I'm super excited to hear your opinions and pick your brain about uh, fantasy football and uh, your draft strategies and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to, excited to get into it. All right. Well, with that said, let's, let's just roll with it. Uh, so my first question of the day mm-hmm. is, what is your go-to strategy for fantasy football? Yeah, yeah. So if there's, I guess if there's any listeners who are in our football league, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully they don't use this against me. But um, I guess what I'm about to say is, shouldn't be too surprising. Generally, in like the first one or two rounds, I'm looking at you know wide receivers or running backs. But that also depends on the type of league it is. Because um, if we're in like a PPR league um, or a half PPR league or non PPR. Um, that would definitely change um, and would give more weight to the wide receivers over the running backs or vice versa. And especially in a league that's ours that has historically been on PPR, definitely the running backs is something that um, I definitely look at more highly in those rounds. So that's kind of my strategy for those first two rounds is really try to get a solid running back um, that barring any injury would definitely produce um, double double digit points every week, possibly into the 20s. And that's kind of my strategy for that. Afterwards, um, especially for wide receivers, those can get pretty deep. And so even if you don't get a top, or if I don't get a top, you know, one, uh, like a tier one wide receiver on my team, I'm still going to be pretty comfortable with getting other wide receivers, just because I know that, you know, quarterbacks have a lot of options. And if, you know, the top wide receiver on their team goes down, or it gets double covered throughout the year, then that that second wide receiver on the team then becomes a pretty good asset on your team. And so that's kind of how I view both of those. As far as tight ends, I know that you loved uh, picking up, you used to love picking up Gronk really early. Are you still yeah. uh, really early on the, the tight ends? Yeah. So um, yeah, there was famously one year where uh, I had the first overall pick and I chose Rob Gronkowski. Um, looking back, probably not the best decision, but I do like the idea of choosing tight ends a little bit earlier definitely not like first or second round like I did that one year but there is a position on the team for tight end and so you do like you have to fill that spot and there are a few good tight ends most years it's like three really good tight ends I think this year there might be four or five that you can kind of get away with and so as long as you have one of those like you should be good if you don't have any of those then just try to load up the rest of your team and then you're gonna have to deal with you know trying to look at every week trying to add another tight end or drop another tight end and stuff like that when you know the team that has Travis Kelsey on their team again barring any injury um, they won't have to worry about dropping him or you know replacing tight ends week to week and stuff like that yeah definitely and I, I agree I, I, I like the, the theory of getting a tight end early I just haven't mm-hmm. I've never actually pulled through uh, with it I think the best I did was maybe Zach Ertz in the fifth round I, I I think I would go for him in like the third if he was available but yeah. I know people would pick him up in the second so yeah after that I think the next best value if it happens would be like maybe George Kittle in the fourth that is what yeah. I would go with which and that's not even that's not even bad you know if you can instead of getting Travis Kelsey in the third round you get another really good running back or wide receiver and then you 
you sacrifice Travis Kelsey, but you get George Kittle that next round. I think that's pretty good because the person who got Travis Kelsey in the third round or hope, like maybe the second round, that means they're losing out on a really good uh, points producer um, in the two or three other spots on your team. And so that's something that can be kind of critical. So yeah, it's even though you do want a really good tie on your team, you don't have to sacrifice a really good running back or a really good wide receiver for that pick. Oh, that, that's good to know for draft strategy. Yeah. Uh, in terms of positions, uh, what, what do you like to draft most? Which ones do you think bring the most value to a fantasy football team? Yeah, so, I mean, kind of going back to kind of like the layout of the league. Um, if we're in a non-PPR league, I think running backs are very valuable. Um, and that's not like me saying anything new. I uh, know many, many ESPN analysts, fantasy football analysts will say that running backs are very, very valuable in non-PPR leagues just because you're not getting those extra points for receptions and stuff like that. And running backs are used a lot in the NFL. They're, if, there's no, those, if there's no pass option, quarterback's going to hand it off to the running back. And so, and even in, I was just checking out what uh, the stats for the 2019 season. And if you look at, uh, you know, the flex position, just like combining all the running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends, the first I would say 90% of the top 10 or top 15 are all running backs. And so running backs are definitely very valuable in the non-PPR league. Um, And that's something I definitely try to draft. If it's PPR, then for me, you can definitely get away with uh, drafting, you know, a wide receiver in the first round. And I mean, that's, I don't think that's too crazy and stuff like that. Even drafting a wide receiver in the first round of a non-PPR league um, isn't bad. It's just, you have to be really confident with that pick and the other really good running backs have to have been picked before you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So my next question is, I know that you're big into stats and, you know, Christian McCaffrey, Robert Gronkowski, even Juju had great statistical years uh, prior, in prior years. They were really set apart from other guys. Are there any guys off the top of your head that you're really excited to watch this season? Yeah, I mean, you, you, you mentioned uh, Christian McCaffrey, um, Rob Gronkowski, Juju Smith. I mean, all three of those guys, I will – love to watch you know they're going to be entertaining um last year Christian McCaffrey was unbelievable um Rob Gronkowski I mean I was I kind of got into the NFL because I loved Rob Gronkowski and so um I'm excited to see what he does or attempts to do in Tampa Bay Um, and Juju Smith I mean I'm I'm Trojan and so and I went to USC when Juju was there and just he's an electric player and just always like a really fun guy to be around and so just seeing him do well in the NFL is something that I love to see so definitely those three players are players I'm looking at um and also just like some of the rookies out there like I know um the first running back uh I, I believe it was the first running back picked in the draft was Clyde Edwards Alaire to the Chiefs that's going to be super exciting because the Chiefs you know are already a really powerful team mm-hmm. and now they just added a tool there for you know this guy who was you know one of the best players on that loaded LSU offense mm-hmm. last year. So that's another player who I'm really excited to see um, in terms of running backs and stuff. Nice, nice. Uh, I'm, I'm super excited to see him too. Like, I'm a big LSU fan. Yeah, so I'm yeah. super proud that he went – not only did he go in the first round, but he went to an elite Chiefs offense. And then the, the, the Damian Williams opt-out just – push them even further up yeah. in the draft stocks. So I'm super excited for him, super happy. And I know uh, another great LSU player, Justin Jefferson, um, he's, I'm excited to see him, you know, he's going to be, uh, I, mean, I mean, hopefully, you know, he'll get a lot of time and stuff and he'll be, uh, you know, producing a lot 
and stuff like that. I mean, I've also made a couple bad picks about about wide receivers in the past. I last year I totally thought JJ Arcega Whiteside was going to be the next big thing. In other leagues I've been in, like they'll get they'll uh, you know make fun of me because I always talk about how JJ Arcega Whiteside is going to be the next big thing, and they're always like, no, 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 that's not going to happen. So I mean, I still want to see him do well just because I'm you. I want to die on that hill, but he was someone at Stanford who, whenever USC played Stanford, he always caught the ball above everyone because he's so tall and he has that great vertical and so he's someone that you know could be like really under the radar and he probably still will remain under the radar but who knows he might have a breakout season I'm, I'm hoping for it I want to actually go back to Christian McCaffrey and I think everybody who knows fantasy football knew how good of a season he had last year are what are your expectations for him this year this season um are you thinking similar results or are you thinking a small regression yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, it's it's hard to, you know, keep that that level of production from year to year. Um, but with that said, I mean, what I saw from him at Stanford um, and what I saw from him last year, he's he's kind of unstoppable. Like, it, I mean, I just remember I, now I'm going to keep talking about Pac-12 stuff for a while. But um, I mean, I was like whenever I was watching Stanford, regardless if they were playing USC or not, it was so hard to take him down. So he's got like this insane his trucking ability where just this insane endurance where he's not going to stop until someone forces his knee down. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that, I mean, I saw back when he was playing college, playing college and I was so frustrated when he would keep, keep going after, you know, he'd swipe off three defenders and stuff. And so um, I think that, you know, he'll continue to be really strong. And so I think he's, I honestly think he's a pretty safe bet to take him um, first overall or second overall for sure. I don't, I don't see him, you know, slowing down anytime soon, but definitely the level of production, it'll, it'll be hard to match, but I'm, again, I'm, I'm rooting for him. Yeah, I know. Me too. I, I will say too, I'm excited. Uh, they added Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator for LSU with, and they have a whole new offense set up too, where, uh, I mean, Clyde Edwards Alaire had a great season under Joe Brady. And, you know, Christian McCaffrey is a huge pass catcher in the backfield. I wouldn't be surprised if he did more than he did last season. And, I mean, overall, I'm just really excited to watch the team in general play, not only him. And I, have, I do have really high expectations for him. Yeah, uh, as yeah well I definitely see. Yeah, yeah, I definitely see, um, especially with Joe Brady there. He could be lethal in the PPR league for oh, sure. definitely. My next question is, <laughs> what are some good rookies uh, or second-year quarterback guys that haven't really made an impact but that you think could and that you should think about that people and viewers should think about drafting yeah so I mean this is something that I've actually because I'm a huge college football fan definitely that first and foremost over over NFL um just obviously because of you know my like because of the bias of USC and stuff like that but also I just love you know the passion behind it and so I really wanted to kind of look at more stats in college football and see how players did relative to the defenses that they play to see how prepared they were uh, for the NFL. So, I mean, like an example of someone who may or may not be good for the NFL. And I mean, I don't know if he's on a team right now, but Anthony Gordon, he was at Washington state last year. Um, I mean, he was, he had like 5,500 passing yards the whole season. And that's just unbelievable. I think it was 40, like, almost 50 touchdowns as well. So that's obviously you look at those numbers and you think, wow, those are high. How have I never heard of him? Well, it's because he was on a team where they passed like 
90% of the time. Like they rarely handed the ball off. They rarely had rushing attempts. And I mean that like a lot of times that worked for him. Um, and, but they're also in, uh, they were not playing very competitive teams. And so even though his, those numbers were up, they're also playing teams that, you know, were also producing those numbers or just were kind of nobodies. It's important to be able to look at these numbers and have some sort of basis or some like be able to have a relative idea of what those numbers mean. And so obviously someone who I'm looking forward to watching who's a rookie quarterback is Joe Burrow. I think everyone's looking forward to that. He had arguably the greatest cultural fall season ever for a quarterback. Um, and so that's someone who he got more pass, he got more first downs than defenses would normally allow. He got more pass yards, more touchdowns. Um, pretty much you name it, he did more than that, except for interceptions, I don't think. Maybe he did. Um, but anything he anything positive, any positive stat that you can think of, he would outperform the defenses that he would play against. So that's something that I thought was very tremendous for Joe Burrow, and that's someone who I'm definitely looking forward to. Um, also, another easy answer is Tua Tagovailoa, who, you know, he's was a huge name at Alabama, unfortunately got injured um, half or halfway or two-thirds of the way through the season, um, but looks like he's all healthy. The only thing is he'll, I guess, on the depth chart, he might be behind Ryan Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. So he might have, so you might have to kind of like cross your fingers to see if he gets playing time or, you know, if Ryan Fitzpatrick gets hurt, although I would never wish for anyone to get hurt. That's just, mm-hmm. that's just me. And then I guess a, another interesting one that I have, or I, I'll, I'll give you two more, Justin Herbert. I mean, obviously Justin Herbert was very good just from an eye test. However, I couldn't see how he would be immediately good in the NFL. And that was just kind of my personal opinion. And he's kind of in a similar situation as Tua where he's kind of, he might be starting on the bench. And so that's mm-hmm. something you kind of need to think about. Um, however, he's very tall, so he can, you know, get above those uh, big D linemen a little bit easier and stuff like that. He's not as mobile, but, you know, mobility isn't everything for a quarterback in college mm-hmm. in the NFL. Um, and then I guess one final one that I thought was kind of interesting is Jordan Love picked by the Packers from Utah State. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a very interesting pick, um, especially at that round. I know he's been kind of throughout the whole season. A lot of teams were like, oh, maybe this guy is secretly good just because he's not in a power five conference. But if you look at his numbers compared to defenses that he played against, they weren't as good as you would expect for someone who's performing at that level relative to the quality of the teams that he's playing against. And so um, I, I'm not too bullish on Jordan Love but we'll see I mean a lot of people saw stuff in him that I mean I probably didn't and you know I'm not my job is not a scout so (laughs) I could easily be wrong about that but that was one that I thought was very surprising and I don't know I would be a little a little worried picking him up on my team. That was probably one of the the bigger surprises of the 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 first round because I don't even think Aaron, Aaron Rodgers didn't see it coming Really, Packers fans in general didn't see it coming. I think I was expecting them to go like a wide receiver or just another option to help out Aaron Rodgers because they really only have Devontae Adams this year. And uh, they go with the quarterback. He could do well eventually. Um, And honestly, I I saw something that was like maybe Aaron Rodgers will get traded to the Bears and uh, then Jordan Love would get the starting job, which would be – I don't know. I don't think Packers fans would take that very well, but – 
Yeah, I don't uh, think so either. <laughs> I thought that was an interesting prediction, and um, I would be excited to see what they do with Jordan Love. Maybe they, because I know he's a little bit more mobile of a quarterback, maybe they do something a little similar what they did with Lamar Jackson, although I don't know that he is as elite as Lamar Jackson. Maybe they have that in store. I don't know. And then I really liked you saying Joe Burrow. I was, yeah. um, I'm very excited for him. In fact, I've been doing mock drafts picking him, and I almost feel – I don't want to say stupid because I feel like he's so low and that you could probably just get him off the waiver wire. But I just love the pick. I love the, the wide receiver talent they have around him. They're – I mean, they're not all super healthy right now. I know that A.J. Green is dealing with some, like, injuries, but he's still able to do some practices right now. And then they still have – hopefully John Ross can play the whole season. Mm-hmm. That guy's a speedster. They picked up T. Higgins. They have Tyler Boyd, who's been very consistent, probably going to be their wide receiver one this season. So a lot. I think I, I've been reading on Twitter, a lot of people are thinking they're going to go, like, a four-wide receiver set with him and just – He's just going to throw a ton this year. He's got Joe Mix in the backfield, so an easy safety net for him. I know their offensive line isn't that great, mm-hmm. but it's it's slightly improving, I think. He's also had um, this guy, Auden Tate, who, in at least in training camp, has, I think he was named like MVP of all the, the offensive players on the team. So um, I'm actually kind of excited for him as a deep sleeper. And overall, I'm just excited to watch Joe Burrow. My I know my dad... Uh, is like, no, Joe Burrow's not going to do well. But I like that you said that because I think he could actually have a good season and be a guy that you pick up really late. Quarterback to you, you leave on your bench, and if he performs well, like, you're going to be happy that you have him. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, yeah, you are talking a little bit about, you know, their offense and stuff. And, like, kind of go back a couple questions ago. Um, uh, I guess with my strategy of, uh, like, picking up someone who's, you know, kind of under the radar, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, like, I remember picking up uh, John Ross when mm-hmm. he was a rookie mm-hmm. and also picking up uh, Juju Smith. I think I drafted both of them, and they, they were both rookies at the same time. Mm-hmm. John Ross, I think, got negative four points the whole year because like, he, like, it dropped, like, he fumbled in one game, and then he didn't play ever again um, or for that year. And then Juju Smith just, like, went off and stuff. So, yeah, you really never know with these players. But, yeah, like, kind of talking a little bit more about Joe Burrow. From what I saw of him at LSU, it, he made the offense look good. Like mm-hmm. it was, he gave, he just made the wide receivers do what they do best. It wasn't like they had to try to do something else to make up for Joe Burrow's mistakes. It didn't look like that at all. Joe Burrow was just like, here, I'm going to give mm-hmm. you the ball here. You do what you do best and either dive for the ball or jump up for the ball. Just tell me where you want to throw it. And even though, you know, if AJ Green has injury issues or whatever, John Ross has injury issues, whoever the next man up is, like, they were they were a good wide receiver in college, likely. And so you're probably going to see a lot of these players, if, you know, they get the time to play and stuff, Joe Burrow will probably make them look good. But, again, that's, that's you and me, I guess, being hopeful that and being optimistic that Joe Burrow will do exactly what he did um, his senior year at LSU. Yeah, ex- exactly. Honestly, if he could do half of what he did at LSU – I would be stoked because I think he had like 60 touchdowns at LSU in yeah. uh, just just last year. So if he got 30 touchdowns, I'd be so stoked. Yeah. I'd be super happy for him, and I would be super glad I drafted him. Right. Uh, right. But we will. I guess we'll see because he is in kind of a tougher division. So I get that. But uh, overall, super excited for him, and I really like that that quarterback that you gave us. 
we'll see who drafts him first, me or you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I guess we will. That'll be exciting. Uh, next question I have for you is, well, we've been talking about it. You've been a huge Pac-12 SC, uh, SC fan uh, basically your entire life. You, you went to USC, uh, and you, you even went to school when Juju Smith-Schuster, and even Sam Darnold was there, incoming freshman class. Yeah. Sam Darnold was, which is really cool. Knowing this, how do you feel about Sam Darnold, Ronald Jones, and Michael Pittman Jr. doing this season? I mean, Sam Darnold was another one of those that I, you know, drafted as a rookie to see what he would do to see if he'd become anything. Also drafted Patrick Mahomes. We know what happened there. You know, obviously, I've been, I watched a lot of Sam Darnold, and he kind of has this magic to him where, like, he's not like Joe Burrow where he's always going to be, you know, excellent. But Sam Darnold will do some things where you're just like, oh, my God, that was unbelievable. He'll do a jump pass as, like, a dire, like, fourth down situation, and he'll, like, do it on the money and stuff like that. So, and he's also pretty mobile, too. Like, he can, he can scramble and stuff and even, you know, get a few yards and stuff like that. So, his, from what I've seen at USC, he definitely can do well. Just, you know, whether he stays healthy and stuff and whether he, you know, he's comfortable using his receivers against the NFL defenses. With Ronald Jones, he was also actually uh, the same year as I was um, oh, nice. at USC. And so, yeah, seeing him break out at USC was just unbelievable. And I know that um, the Buccaneers are going to try to use him a lot more this year. So I'm, I, I would like to see him on my team um, because I know he's going to produce a lot more and I'm just really excited for what he can do and then Michael Pittman he's just a great overall guy um, aside from being just a tremendous wide receiver for USC um, he's, he's just a really good guy that you know he'll be in the league for a long time just because he has a good heart and he you know loves helping out the players and loves helping out the community and I'm, he's, he's just such a friendly wide receiver. And so I really want him to do well. I, I hope he does really well with the Colts. And, you know, I've, everyone at USC is rooting for him. Um, I hope he does really well, too. Uh, by that description, I, I'm, it makes me want him to be the second coming of Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> Hopefully he can do that. And I've, I already heard that he's establishing a really good chemistry with Phillip Rivers. So it'll be exciting to see how he does next season as well. I think my last question is uh, about managing a football team. Mm -hmm. I know you and your brother, Ryan, uh, manage a team in our league or co-manage a team in our league. How do you like it? Do you think it brings more value to have another co-manager on the team? Or Yeah, um, I do like having another manager on the team. Um, as long as it's someone who, like, you know, you can communicate with and agree with and compromise and stuff like that um, just because it is two people and the nice thing about having a fantasy team is you get to you know make your own team and so my brother and I we think alike in a lot of ways and we also think differently in a lot of ways I remember there the first year we won the league um, that was when I was drafting a bunch of Patriots players because I just you know I needed them to score touchdowns I needed points that way um, and that's when I really started liking Rob Gronkowski but my brother happened to find this guy named Odell Beckham Jr. on the waivers and stuff who was, you know, not, not doing really much at the time. And then he picked him up and he just carried us to, uh, I guess, winning the football, the fantasy football league. And so having someone there who's looking at things that I'm not looking at and like thinking what's best for the team has been really helpful. I've had a couple other, I guess, uh, co-managed teams in other leagues. And they've worked out really well. Um, and, and one of them, I end up winning the whole thing um, as well. 
So I like having the co-manager option just because I like that someone else can think differently and, you know, have eyes on something else that maybe I don't have eyes on. And so generally, and that positive thing for me. I, I totally agree with you. So that was really my last question. Do you have anything else you want to add? I mean, I'm just real excited for, you know, all these sports to start up again. I mean, I've been watching a lot of baseball every day and, you know, while I do a lot of baseball, it's, it's baseball and, you know, it's nice to have other things on at the same time. I know college football starting up pretty soon, even though Pac-12 and Big Ten uh, are not playing um, this season, or at least for the moment they aren't. I'm excited to be entertained by what's going on in, uh, you know, those conferences and stuff like that. So I'm really excited for, you know, things starting up. And of course, for NFL season, I'm really excited for fantasy football because we know it's going to be a wild season. So really excited for that. Yeah, me too. Hey, well, Ben, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. I hope you had fun discussing uh, football, fantasy football with me because I really did. Yeah, no, thank you for having me on. I really, I really did enjoy it. I loved, you know, um, as much as you picked my brain, I felt like I learned a lot from you too. So I really enjoyed being on here. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you have any questions or comments about this topic, feel free to contact me on my Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram account at Fantasy. Also, don't forget to subscribe to my blog. The link is in my Twitter bio and to rate and share this podcast. Again, those accounts you should follow are at Fantasy for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Peace.